okay. de Colotito Barbón. <laughs> All right, we're just testing the vocals here to kind of see how it sounds, where it's at. We got to gain it halfway. How you feeling today, Jesse? Feeling amazing, D. Ready to do this, bro. Yeah. Been uh, getting prepped up for this for about 40 years. I am making <laughs> 40 years in the making, bro. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. This is like uh, uh, an appointment we've had with uh, the universe, and uh, it's time to fucking decompress and, uh, you know what I mean, turn in all our uh, losses into uh, gains and wisdom and uh, realize that everything that's ever happened to us that's been negative uh, has been for a reason uh, to ultimately guide us here today, bro, and uh, hopefully this will be of some use to other people, you know? Indeed. I think, uh, yeah, it's a great point. A lot of people don't see uh, events in life or lessons as something you cash in, like currency. But uh, more importantly, it's something that we need to utilize and realize, hey, we got something that's coming to us. Boom. Let's cash in. Yeah. Um, even as uh, we were setting up for today, we we're discussing a bunch of shit that's happened to us just in the last week <laughs> that could have stopped us from uh, coming together today. But uh, that's just the way shit is. You know what I mean? Uh, Dropped a sizable amount of cash on getting a studio all prepped for us. Um, uh, repurposed the garage that we had. And uh, here we are in your place doing this. None of that <laughs> <laughs> the studio. But, uh, you know, such is life. You know what I mean? What the fuck do we know? What the fuck do we know? Exactly. And that will be our next segment is uh, what the fuck do we know? We'll come back to you live from the Neighbor Studios. De colotito barbón. Good stuff. Welcome, welcome to episode one of the Enabler podcast, a podcast uh, that has the intentions of discussing not social issues, but human issues and finding resolution uh, through spirituality. Uh, we're going to be addressing hopefully a lot of uh, cultural issues and uh, we're going to discuss um, the good things of the culture that we have going for us. Uh, we're going to discuss how We've adapted some things to be culture that uh, deep down has uh, been trauma that we've converted into culture. And uh, we're going to have the discussions that I feel that not a lot of places are having. Definitely not discussions uh, that I've heard uh, just from my experience in churches. I don't hear governments addressing it. Um, I don't hear um, media as a whole addressing it. And so I'm hoping that uh, what we get to share with you is beneficial. Um, let me start by introducing myself. My name is Jesse, uh, last name Herrera. I'm from Wilmington. Um, my boy that I'm doing this podcast with, uh, name is David Martinez, and let him introduce himself briefly. Dave. So uh, 
Hey Jess, thanks for that. I'm uh, my name is David Martinez. I'm also a kid from Wilmington, and uh, again, we are we are addressing these issues that apply to human beings. Human beings as a whole, I think, is something that is slightly, well, majorly overlooked. I don't think it's uh, a thing you can't learn in school. Something they don't teach you when you get your degree. These are life lessons, life lessons that have been taught to us by going through them. And uh, one of the other reasons why we are doing this is to share um, our experiences, what we've gone through, and you know um, why we can share them and how how important they are that we share them with people, because we don't know everything. We're not claiming to know everything, but we've gone through quite enough things where um, it's <laughs> I'd say it's pretty beneficial, and and it's uh, we found a, a good reason to share this with people uh, to help them to inspire them to grow and develop as, you know, not just people or workers, but human beings. Um, one thing that we're hoping to do as well is uh, break this down, not in uh, so much as uh, group issues, because everybody seems to take sides on groups or a group that they belong or identify with groups. And we're going to try to find resolution to that on an individual basis. Um, I think most of the world's problems could be resolved um, by taking an honest inventory of ourselves and the things that we've been through, uh, starting as kids uh, and developing into adults um, that have shaped us. Um, I'm talking about childhood traumas that we've adopted as personalities in adults. Um, and it's something that I don't think is being discussed. Um, I've had a long, long realization um, in myself that most of the things that I identified with and I thought to be my personality uh, was nothing but trauma that I've adopted into a personality. And so I think that's where we're trying to concentrate. Um, like I said, ultimately we're going to be, um, you know, fine tuning this and talking on each particular podcast about individual things. Um, that we adopt and we're going to break this down into, you know, music. We're going to break this down into uh, the way we view ourselves, um, the things that we seem to purchase to identify with, um, how we don't have a real personality or we don't have individualism really because all we seem to do is follow what the culture is doing. And um, I believe that that's where most of us make the mistake of getting lost and uh, keeping up with everybody else and what everybody else is doing. Um, even though I will stop and say there's some beautiful things about the culture. Um, and just to make it clear, uh, me and David are, you know, Mexican. Uh, both our parents, Mexicans. Um, but this is not about being exclusive. I, 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 I hope... And I pray that this is inviting to a lot of races. Um, we're striving for inclusivity here. Um, I have friends um, from different races. Um, I identify a lot with uh, my, my best friend growing up uh, across the street was black. Um, shots out of Kenny Bolden and all the Bolden family. <laughs> um, so it's just, we've all had a different upbringings. Um, 
I don't I don't understand why there's always these podcasts that try to make it exclusive to one race or the other or, or one way of thinking, uh, you know, and I think that's where a lot of the problems stem that there's always some type of separatism, uh, something that separates us. So it's this identity crisis where we either have to belong to one side of uh, the problem or the other. And uh, I think that's the biggest mis uh, disservice we can do to ourselves as humans. And, uh, you know, we hope to address that. Um, just uh, really quick, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm not sure if we even mentioned but <laughs> the name of our podcast is The yeah. Enabler Podcast. The Enabler Podcast. The Enabler Podcast. And the reason that we chose that name is, first of all, because uh, right off the bat, you know, uh, Enabler leaves a bad taste in your mouth because of what it identifies with. Um, I think that as inner city kids, which is what me and David are and a lot of us are, um, you know, people seem to put us in a box. If we're inner city, then, you know, we can, we're limited to doing, you know, one or, or two things, and uh, that's pretty much it. And the worst part of it is that we've accepted that as a narrative. And I think that uh, we have the capability of being a lot more than that. Um, so what we're hoping to do through this podcast is enable people through knowledge and through personal experiences that we've been through and, uh, you know, in time, a guest that we will invite that can relate their own story and uh, in hopes that you can see that we're not that different. And like I said, we're going to be very inclusive with the guests that we plan on having on this podcast, different races, uh, different um, religious beliefs. Uh, it's just going to be uh, open format to discuss things. And, you know, at the end of the day, we might not agree on everything. But at least we're going to do it in an amicable way where we're not going to be at odds uh, when the discussion is over. We have to start by agreeing to disagree and realize that we could still have relationships beyond that. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, there was a quote that I always like to remember and remind myself of. Um, you got to be careful of the ideas that you possess because eventually they will possess you. And uh, so, you know, um, I'm going to turn this a little bit over to David just to kind of, you know, go off his thoughts of what I've said so far and if he has anything to add on this. Well, thanks, Jess. Uh, no, just to piggyback on what you said, I mean, trust me, there there are a mile of, of uh, people who, uh, who share our same beliefs, but a lot of wise and people that, that you know, sh have a lot of wisdom. But... How many of those people actually share that wisdom and knowledge on a public forum? We thought about that. One of the reasons why we came up with this podcast is this is the first time we've ever done this. We've never done a podcast. We're just looking for an open outlet, an open forum that we can share you know, these thoughts, uh, uh, these experiences, the beliefs, uh, everything in tune with, uh, with what people go on in, in every single day. And we thought about that. How many people have gone through what we've gone through? You know, how many experiences have they have they gone through? I mean, life experiences, life-threatening experiences. We have tough experiences, family, I mean, friends, work, whatever it is. We're going to exercise every outlet, every facet, uh, every demographic that you could think of. And we we know a lot because we've we made every mistake in the book. 
We've, uh, we've, we've, we've had every problem that we can think of. And we're still going through things. No, no, lest, any, lest anyone think that we have it all figured out because we don't. Not at all. No. But what we want to do is ultimately engage with everyone and share the experiences and how we've grown and how we've developed as people, as human beings, and how we could help potentially make everyone a little better or, or analyze their thoughts or their, uh, you know, their reason for doing certain things. Let's take a step back and look at the broader spectrum. Look at the bigger picture of things. Because, you know, one thing, one thing I've learned from Jesse is, you know, things don't happen to us. They happen for us. And uh, a lot of us forget that fact. We, it's very easy for us to focus on the negative, you know, to get mad or something goes wrong or a car breaks down or something happens at work and then we come home and, you know, there's problems at home that we, uh, we engage in and it all bottles up and, and, you know, naturally the easiest thing to do is get angry. You know, I think as human beings, uh, we were born with the default setting of always focusing on all the bad things <laughs> that are going on in our life and all the things that aren't going the way that we wish they would go. Um, and we're always so blind to see the things that we have in abundance and the blessings that we have right in front of our eyes because we're always chasing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, one thing that I've started implementing in my own personal life is waking up every morning and uh, thanking God for the, the, the breath in my lungs. Um, I think anything after that is just perspective. Life is not how you think it is. Life is how you are. And so it's the lens that you analyze your life through. And a lot of times we sabotage ourselves by comparison. We jump on social media and we see what everybody else is doing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty quick way, you know. Uh, there's a saying also that I like to use and, uh, you know, I've used it around friends. I had a personal friend of mine that wrote it down on one of her uh, <laughs> boards at her house. And I said, you know, a comparison is the biggest thief of joy. And it really resonated with her and it resonates with me and hopefully it resonates with some of you. Um, the thing is, you have to remember you're one of one. No one has ever existed that is like you. And after you're gone, there will be nobody that exists that is like you. So there's sovereignty in every one of us individually. We just fail because we try to do what everybody else is doing. There's nothing more boring to me than seeing more of the same. Um, I think that's where people get it wrong. Everybody wants to do more of the same. Everybody's wearing designer, so everybody's got a rock designer. Everybody's wearing a certain shoe, so everybody's got to wear that certain shoe. And that thing comes from influence. It influences people to do what everyone else is doing. When it was just ex it was just put out on a forum, put out on something public, and boom, people react to it. They gravitate towards it. It could be anything. I mean, I've seen some of the dumbest things, man. Not, not to say that we don't own some of that designer. Not to say that we don't <laughs> rock some of those shoes because the shit's hot, but... That's besides the point we're trying to make. Um, we need to be able to have a conscious view of what we're doing and not operate subconsciously where it's dormant and we just 
do what we're told to do. We need to separate ourselves from just being consumers and get back to being individuals um, with beliefs and morals. Um, even if you don't have a certain faith that you belong to, it's okay. Um, I think the biggest thing to take away is that you don't need to belong to a certain faith to have a good relationship with God. Uh, that's a very personal thing. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Um, as long as you know that you are striving to do better every single day and uh, you're trying to be better than the version that you were the day before, I think that's honorable and that's a good start. Um, you know, we don't necessarily need to be told by certain religions or, you know, pastors or anything like that. We, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. Um, it's, it's, it's in us. Um, identifying and thinking that somebody's gonna, is a conduit to your faith with God is kind of a disconnect for me personally. I think, um, you know, I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness and, um, I was brought up in that faith, and uh, I can't knock it because I learned a lot of fundamentals in it, but as an adult, it just didn't play out for me. Um, like I said, I, I you know, this is just the way I was raised. Um, there was a lot of things that were restricted. Um, there was a lot of things that were made taboo that you couldn't participate in. Um, you know, I'm talking from the most simple things that most kids get to participate in when they're when they're children and you know they anticipate holidays that they deemed pagan holidays like Christmas, Halloween, um, you know, Easter, all these things. Um, it's just a different set of beliefs. And you know, I consider myself an omnius. And omniism is the thought that there's not one true religion, but every religion has some truth in it. And I identify more with that uh, because, like I said, it's not about being exclusive, but I think what's going to help us along here and maybe even, you know, shape the fate of where the world is going right now is realizing that we have more in common that, than we do that separates us. And the only things that separate us are beliefs that we've adopted. And just like an adopted child, that means that it really isn't, you know, when, when you adopt a child, you're not the, the biological parents of it. It's something that you raise, that you nurture, and that you develop. So just in that sense, we need to adopt, nurture, and develop positive beliefs that are gonna bring us together. Uh, there's enough out there to separate us. I mean, you know, and this is not one of those podcasts that's going to delve into that because I believe there's already too many podcasts yeah, and, and, and the media talking about the same stuff. Um, you know, politics. Um, we're separated when it comes to sports. We're separated when it comes to, you know, being vaccinated or not being vaccinated. We're at every corner. That's what separates us and that's what keeps us 
from realizing that there's more that unites us than that what separates us. But, you know, people get separated by class and it's an uphill battle for sure. Um, I didn't decide to do this because it's popular, because it's easy. Um, I, I, I anticipate this probably being the hardest thing to attempt to do because, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're just two inner city guys that, you know, had, had, had bad experiences, each of us very individual. Um, I'm currently recovering uh, from leukemia, cancer. That almost wiped me out. And uh, in hindsight, now that I look at it, it was probably one of the biggest blessings in my life uh, because it really forced me to take a real good inventory of myself. And even though it was one of the hardest things I had to do, it was one of the best things that I had to do. But in doing so, I had to realize that I was really a facade emulating what I thought was respectable, what I thought was admired um, in my, you know, in, in my inner group, in society, in culture. And um, I think we've all played victim to that at yeah. some level. Um, and, you know, so here I am on the other side of it. And, you know, I will obviously, you know, as this progresses, get a little bit more in detail with what that process was like and what I had to realize. Uh, but more than anything, it was a hard pill to swallow to realize that 99% of what I attributed as a personality or what I was, was bullshit. And it didn't serve me. Um, it was things that I adapted as, as survival mechanisms uh, that then I adapted and thought was my personality. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that I did that, you know, didn't serve other people. I was more concerned with serving myself and how I benefited. And it didn't really matter um, how it was going to play out for other people. Um, so it's, 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 it's a hard pill to swallow. I realize why a lot of people don't go down this path. Um, when did you first, now that's, that's an interesting, interesting part of it is like, um, so when you, when you get, the, when you got cancer, like, I mean, we're going to get into that, but at what point did you realize this was a second chance? Oh man. <laughs> I was there for some of that, but I, yeah. I, I, you know, when did you first realize that? It had to be after or during or how was There that? was one specific conversation that I had uh, with somebody, a good friend of mine. Wow. Um, I'm going to try to keep this as faint as possible because I don't, you know, want to put anybody's association with me, uh, you know, public in case this goes terribly wrong <laughs> and people decide to... <laughs> turn on me yeah. um, but you know um, I used to be a pretty avid drug user and uh, I remember I had a conversation with somebody that told me hey listen um, you realize that if you recover from this that part of your life's gonna have to change and I remember crying like a child um, inconsolable for a good 40 minutes because 
as I vocalize in when this person told me that, I'm like, if I'm not that, then who am I? And it was very, it was very eye-opening, but it was very sad to see that I willingly vocalized that because I really sat with that. And I, I, I that's who I identified with. I told myself if I, I told the person that posed that question to me or told me that I wasn't going to be able to go back to that same lifestyle. If I'm not that, then who am I? And it's sad that I was trying to hold on to that side of me. Um, but it really posed me to ask a real question. If I'm not everything I've been up to this point, and I'm not this persona that I've convinced everybody of, then who am I? And I was, I really didn't know. I really didn't know. It was a, it was a question I never really asked myself because as far as I was concerned, it was working out fine. Um, you know, obviously it, you know, was playing into things I didn't see at the time, um, you know. I can't honestly say that prior to that, I ever had any healthy romantic relationships uh, because, you know, that shit was always playing in the background. And, you know, as well, as, as good as I did at hiding it from, you know, a lot of people, at the end of the day, I always knew that that existed. And uh, it, was, it was tough. I, I, I adapted well to it. I was good. I was good at getting high and <laughs> I was good at drinking and it was fun. And, you know, people thought it was fun and, you know, I attracted more people like me and, you know, and then it was a group and, uh, you know, we used to, we used to identify that as a personality and then, you know, played in the culture and, you know, um, it was just not the use, but, you know, other avenues of, of, that level of culture that played and um all that was hard but it was necessary it seemed like yeah you know it's uh, you know it's it's what was admirable um not that these are the only two routes to take uh where i'm from and where we're from but where we grew up um it seems like there's two choices you could either work down at the docks or uh, be a drug dealer. <laughs> and uh, if you're really lucky, you get to be both. <laughs> oh, shit. And so, you know what I mean? It's, uh, and again, it's, it's no knock on anybody because... It's a way of life. It's, it's, it was a way of life. It's a way of life. It, it's a good life. And, it, you know, it... it it lends to making a lot of money and it lends to, you know, being popular and having money and, you know, doing this and the other. And, uh, you know, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a whole other side to that that nobody ever glamorizes because there ain't nothing glamorous about it. And, um, you know, it's one of those things, uh, you know, like I said, not to limit it to, you know, there's always the exceptions. I know people from Wilmington that have chosen to, be more than that and they've carved them uh, a whole other path for themselves and that there's also people that grew up in the neighborhood where I grew up and I'm sure a lot of inner cities 
where they have chosen a different path. And there's some people that have gone to college and there's some people that have started their businesses. And so we're not just, don't misquote me, I'm not just saying that we're limited to those two choices, but I'm just saying they've, from my experience, been two of the most popular choices and easily attainable. Um, so, you know, working down at the docks is honorable. Um, you know, uh, it was a choice. I think more than anything, it was given to you when you were young. Is hey, I can I can work at the docks or I can you know do something. And people end up getting stuck in this rut. I think where we come from. I mean, just you know, Wilmington. All you think of, all you think of when you hear Wilmington, think of that symbol, that symbol of the anchor, the docks. You know that the Henry uh, Henry Bridges. You know what I mean? And that's the one thing that people, you know, that's what they gravitate towards. And I think, uh, you know, I know, I know plenty of people who work on the docks. They live a great life. They, you know, that's what they choose. That's fine. But I think people don't maximize their potential. They get stuck in this, in this tunnel, so to speak. They get stuck in this, in this weird kind of avenue, whereas, you know, oh, no, you can't make a living doing that. Or, or you know, our parents just tell them, ¿Qué crees que estás loco? You can... And I'm like, what, what, like, what do you mean? I think that, that people have the potential to be whatever they want. I obviously did not. I worked, I worked regular jobs. I worked in food service. I worked in beverage companies and I went to college. I got my, you know, bachelor's degree in computer science. I chose a whole different avenue. It's because I wanted to. It's, I went with what I, what I love to do. And even now, even 40 plus years later, I, I realize what I really want to do. And the road that it takes to get there is not necessarily the easiest. Sometimes it's the toughest road we might ever have to follow. After a, a divorce, after a failed marriage, after engagement, after having kids. Even now, just to reach that and working a steady job. We're, we're blue collar workers chasing a dream where we didn't give up. And we're still here. We're still in that pursuit. I think that fear is what drives people not to follow their dreams. Nobody wants to do the work. We could have great, uh, I mean, we could have great construction workers. I mean, architects, I mean, doctors, I mean, you name it. Yeah, I've met some really smart people. And I say to myself, after working with them for years or knowing them, I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Why are you still here? But in retrospect, I should be asking myself that question. That, that lends me to a very good point that you just brought up. Um, yeah, construction workers are a noble profession. We have a lot of construction workers that come where I come from. Great painters, mechanics, uh, people that know how to do great body work. Architects. Um, but, you know, beyond that, it's like all these people that are personalities and people that I've met living where I live, um, they're, they're, they have... There's so much more to them. There's very there's a lot of people that I've had very deep conversations with that never have these conversations with nobody else because it's 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 not cool to talk about some things that I've had very deep conversations about with people. Um, people are deep. People are deep, but sometimes they have to dumb themselves down just so they don't get ridiculed by it. People that, you know, they show that they run in circles with or they, you know, they they have, um, you know, relationships with. Um, 
people do a lot more thinking than, than what you think. People have real questions about life. Um, there's just, it, there's so many levels, but it's, there's really no platform to be open. And I, I, I hope that this normalizes having conversations like that. Um, there's a lot of people that I look up to. Um, I'm, I'm not very, very close with a lot of people. I have a, a lot of acquaintances. I have a handful of friends. <laughs> and even my close friends, I don't associate with much. Um, just because I do better on my own, I'm, I, I, I get a chance to escape. I get a chance to meditate on my own bullshit and really sit there um, in, in, in that funk and, you know what I mean, try to think my way out of it without holding myself in contempt for it because, you know, sometimes we do things that could easily lead us to have contempt for ourselves. And that same contempt eventually plays out um, in other relationships that you strive to have. It could play out at work. It could play out um, with, you know, your family members that you uh, live with. It could play out in, you know, romantic relationships. Like, listen, you know, there's a lot of us come up short a lot of times. We don't always show up as the best versions of us. But we have to take a very, very deep look and realize that there's more to us than, than we dare to be honest about um, there's more that we can do but, um, but many people don't want to take that look nobody wants to stare at themselves in a mirror deep and into their into their souls and into into themselves and admit that those are problems that those are bad things or whatever it, that's the first step is identifying you know who you really are I mean how many people want to want to take that deep look in, inside of themselves? They don't. Just like you said, there's these people talk and they're deep. You see a whole another side of them that they never exposed. And what makes them come out? Like what, what makes them come out? Is it the questions you ask? Is it is it the topics you cover? I don't know. I've known Jesse for a long time. When did we meet? Um, gosh, we I met. think we originally met. Um... Without saying too much, we worked we we worked for two rival beverage companies yeah. in food service, and we met maybe twenty plus years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And back even back then, the way it was, I mean, it, it was it, it was frowned upon. It, it was not even a thing, where I, or a self respected guy like myself would open up and talk about deep issues or deep topics and be like, "What the hell? What are you doing? Where are you coming from?" Like, what know? culture has taught us is that as a man, you bottle whatever you're feeling exactly and you push it down and you suppress it and you stop being a little girl and you know yep. get to it um and so that type of perception of being a man in our particular culture and in a lot of cultures because yeah. i've talked to a lot of people about this um is where a lot of this stems from that we don't ever get to process or we were never taught how to process our emotions properly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, unprocessed emotions is just energy that is stuck in you that never has anywhere to go. And that stuck energy is what I believe um, what caused me to have cancer because there was a lot of things I've experienced ever since I've been a kid um, dealing with my own, you know, family, um, 
in particular with my dad, you know, he was a great provider, um, you know, wasn't a woman beater, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, he had, a, he was a man of a strong character. And so, um, you know, sometimes words are more damaging than actual physical abuse because physical abuse heals, but there's words that can take a toll um, on people at, at such a deep level that you don't recognize until it's a little too late and it's gone from you. And so, you know, because, you know, and, and no knock on my dad, like I said, uh, I think a lot of men in his generation all grew up the same way. Um, and they were too busy, if I'm being honest, they were too busy trying to figure out how to put food on the table. Yeah. They didn't have the luxury to sit there and try to figure out how do I work through these emotions? What's <laughs> how, what they didn't have that. They, their parents prior to them didn't teach them that they didn't have that luxury. I think that's what separates our, our generation from their generation. Yeah. Um, we were the first generation to kind of be open to this, this discussion. And, uh, yeah, they didn't have that. They were just too busy, you know, figuring out how to, you know, get over from, from Mexico over to this state and, uh, you know, to this country and how to bring family, figure out how to, you know, put enough words uh, from the English vocabulary together to get a job over here and how to function. And, uh, you know, everything else kind of took the back burner, but, um, like I said, it's no knock on that generation. They did the best that they could. And I only laughed, Jess. I chuckled because our situations are, are extremely opposite. You said verbal abuse, mine was physical abuse. You know, my father used to used to beat up my mom and everything. And uh, that was just, it's, our stories are kind of mutual, but they're very different at the same time. You know, our, our upbringing, you know, I grew up Catholicism. My mother, my mother converted and went to uh, Christianity born again you know I got a taste of both of those religions and again I took what I thought was useful and you know put the other stuff kind of behind and kind of use my better judgment more or less again you like you said we know right from wrong we know that but you know I've been told by a lot of people even now like wow you're pretty vulnerable man you're pretty you express yourself pretty well that's really unlikely I'm like wow that's great I said yeah why not why not? Why not just show who you are? Say what you feel most of the time. And a lot of males and females aren't used to it. But that's the way I am. That's the way I chose to be. It's a choice. I mean, when it all boils down to, you know, growing up and, and being aware of, you know, yourself, your ideas, your being conscious of your decisions you know, we're, we're going to fail at times and sometimes we're going to get, we're going to be right. And we're going to, we're going to get over that, but we fail so that we can pick ourselves back up again and try all over again. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a human story, you know, um, <laughs> I'm, you know, not that I'm, a. I know all things, you know, that I have to do with the Bible, but I read a good share of it, you know, having that upbringing and, uh, having to attend, uh, you know, the Kingdom Hall meetings and, you know, everything involved with that book study. And so these were things that, you know, as a child, I didn't really have a choice. It was just the norm and I was expected to participate in it. And 
I think one of the things that has left a bad taste in my mouth, particularly about religion, is that to me, it doesn't, it's people use religion as currency. And just like people use uh, titles as currency. I don't care what title you hold. I don't care what religion you belong to. I don't care what faith you have. I don't care what you drive. I don't care what your tax bracket is. I judge people by their character, by how they treat people, how they treat themselves, how involved in a human level they are, how they choose kind words to speak to people, how they are empathetic towards people. There's a lot of people out there, uh, regardless of the state of the world right now, that are beautiful souls still. Yeah. And I don't think they get recognized because that's not what's hot right now. Uh, having a good soul is, <laughs> you're not gonna be trending on social media for having a good soul. Uh, no one could care less about that. But even with all that said, and you know, all the fuckery of the world, at the core, that's what we are. We are souls in a meat suit that move throughout the world, and we identify too much with the human aspect of us. Um, you know, I, I realized through personal exploration that I'm not really this body. Um, like, you know, me and you have had this discussion several times, mm -hmm. and like I... I pose the question, Dave, what's the first thing that a doctor does when he delivers a baby? And, and that would be? Make sure he's breathing. By spanking him. Yeah, by spanking him. He spanks him, make sure he's breathing. What's the last thing that we do before we die? <laughs> we take our last breath. <laughs> so, there you go. I identify more with that aspect of it. A uh, human body needs rest. But unless you've been put down for an operation where they took you under, um, you've never stopped the breathing. Never. It's the first thing you do when you come to this world. And it's the last thing that you do when you leave this world. And so there's something deeper than what we see in the mirror and what other people identify with. And I think that's what unites us all. And I think we need to get back to that. We all have something beautiful embedded in us. Some people will, will, will say it's a soul. Some people will say it's God. Some people will call it consciousness. There's something innate in us. And we know good and we know bad. And it's, it's really not as complicated as we make it out to seem. It's simple, but it's not simple. And that's where the problem lies. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Um, like I said, it left a bad taste in my mouth because even though, you know, my parents identified with the faith and I had other family members that identified with that faith, I'd never really seen a positive change in them. I mean, you know, they used to show up to the meetings, uh, you know, protocol and, you know, do what they were supposed to do and even go from door to door. Um, not to say that just because some members of my family didn't take to the religion like I thought it should have been. There's other people that I know in the religion that really took to it. 
And I could really see that it made an impact in their life, in their family life. It reflected on their kids. And it continues to reflect generations later. But like I said, you wearing that as something to use as currency, it doesn't mean anything. Um, a lot of people say that knowledge is power, and I beg to differ. Embodied knowledge is power. Because you can know everything that you're supposed to do, but if you don't embody it, if you don't make it part of yourself, it means nothing. It means nothing. That's why people, you know, New Year's resolutions, get a gym membership, and they go for the first <laughs> month or so. And The things that are most common to us. Yeah, you know, just, yeah, yeah. We, we always have good intentions. But, uh, you know, intentions... <laughs> Is uh, you know intentions are like are like how can I how can I say this? Intentions is like talent, talent and intentions dime a dozen. But what you do with that intention, what you do with that talent, the persistence behind it. Now that that counts for a million, a million thoughts, a million you know talents, a million freaking intentions because that's the real grit that's the real meat and potatoes of it is what you do with that i'm sure we can we can line up 10 people 10 strangers and ask them what did you want to do when you were 10 years old what did you want to do when you grow up fireman policeman astronaut how far are you away from from getting there i haven't even started that's what they probably say that's what might be nine out of ten people would say some people probably have but how many people are actually going to take the step to actually do that you know I've, I've posed this question to a couple people that i know uh -huh. and everybody i've asked this question to so far hasn't been able to give me an answer <laughs> and that question was if money wasn't an issue in your life anymore and you could do anything that you want for a living or to offer as a service for this world or to leave your mark or as a contribution what would you do and a lot of people don't know how to answer. Wow. And crazy wow. enough, the reason that me and you are doing this podcast <laughs> is because my answer was like, talk about all the L's I've taken and, you know, how all these L's that I've taken and all this grief that I've laid upon myself for taking all these L's and for things not working out how I thought they should have worked out um, have turned out to be my biggest currency in life. Like... I didn't realize that until, you know, very, not too long ago. And, but I haven't really unpacked that. I mean, there's just so much to unpack in that. It's, but I, I, I don't believe that things happen to us. They happen for us. Now, most of us aren't able to see past the situation. <laughs> and we're all guilty of it. You know, perfect example. Our first episode of this podcast, we're filming in your house. Yeah. Now, for the last couple of months, <laughs> I've repurposed oh. my garage back home um, into a studio. Yeah. And I've done a substantial amount of money into that. For whatever reasons being, well, we can get into the reasons or we, we don't have to, but we're filming this first podcast here at sure place yeah because such is life and what the fuck do we know yeah. what do we, know? we can plan for things 
We think we know how things should work out. But what do we know? I think the best approach is to just let life play out. And when you start having faith in something bigger than yourself and in something bigger than your own plan, uh, you start seeing God's hand in everything. Um, I do believe that everything that happens to me now, whether it's good or bad, I see God's hand in it. And what kind of an asshole would I be to question <laughs> God? Who the fuck do I think I am to question him? Um, you know, you know, through this journey, I've lost acquaintances. I wouldn't even say that. I, I just, I, 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 at first I used to view it as losing people. I, because I don't, the same things that used to, I used to consider fun. I view different now. And it's like, I, I feel like I've wasted so much time and concentrating on the wrong things that everything that's not uh, go or doesn't support the vision I have for myself in the future. It's a wasted, it's wasted energy. It's wasted energy. If it's not going to get me closer to the goal that I have of not being a super famous podcaster, who knows what this can spawn into. These are just ideas. This is just how it's starting. This could open up five other things for us. Or this could fail miserably and, and lead to another idea. I mean, Dave, originally we've been <laughs> playing with with ideas for years. Yeah. Me and you have been on this journey together. First, we thought that we were going to... Wrote a script. We wrote a script, screenplay. That didn't play out. We got, um, we got the screen. But, we, we, uh, we got we yeah. got it going, but you know, oddly enough, in that screenplay that we were writing, it was loosely based on my life. Yeah. And through me putting these thoughts and this character on paper, something that I thought I was doing to glamorize, it really made me feel sorry for the character that I was portraying on those pages. And that character was me. It, it really made me feel bad for him because it's like, it made me see how, even though I know it would have been received well, I think, um, but it made me take a real hard look at that character and, and really take him apart and unpack him. And he was really a, a sad person. Um, and so it made me stop, you know, moving forward, forward with that and, Went from a series to uh, to freaking I don't know to oh gosh it was one it was one time where you want to do something for people where you wanted to show them how to dress show them how to be better people kind of get people prepared for the you know for the real world it went into a bunch of different it went to a bunch of different buckets but a bunch of different all buckets. in all all of those were steps to get to where we are now yeah. and look at we planned and it still didn't turn out the way we planned it the chips fell. And here we are. And, uh, you know, you know, this is the first one out. It's not going to be perfect. And it's it's okay. But you know what? Um, it's real. It's real. <laughs> we don't strive for perfection. We just it's real. And, uh, you know, hopefully that plays. Um, <laughs> like I said, we, we're not going to list off a, a bunch of accolades that we have. No. And, uh, you know, that's why we feel that we should hold a space in this, in this world of podcasting. Um, 
the only thing we have are personal experiences and like I said, the fact that we're we have more in common than we do that separates us and everything is in beliefs and uh, like I said, you know, be careful with the beliefs that you hold, that you possess because sometimes at some point they will possess you and yeah. it's just that. Um, just like people believe that the things they own make them, but the things you own don't make you at all. You're still going to leave this earth the, the way you got here and that's with nothing. You know, we... The things that we own, they end up owning us. I mean, that's it. I mean, our debt, our everything. I mean, not to say that it's not important. Not to say just live as an, as an, you know, as some pre-liberty warrior, I guess, so to speak, for lack of a better word. But, I mean, it's don't. It's not everything. It's not everything. There's some things that are more precious than money, than a paycheck, than a salary, than a bonus. It, it goes beyond that. You know, we're regular people that work regular jobs sometimes. I mean, we, we go to work, we get up in the morning, we do what you do. We're doing this at our own, you know, on our own. I mean, at our own discretion, at our own time. Out of you our know? own money. Yeah. You know? um, there was, there's a lot of other things that I could have invested the money that I dropped in <laughs> repurposing that my garage as a studio. and but I, but I just couldn't see anything more beneficial and... You know, even sometimes all you have is a dream or a vision that nobody else could see. And you have to be willing to, you know, to take that chance on yourself throughout, you know, the criticism, throughout the, you know, uh, you know, people cutting their eyes at you and thinking like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? What, what can he bring to the table? And, you know, that's part of the problem that because you're, you're not at a certain social level or at a certain uh you know, people discount what knowledge you might be able to bring to the table because you don't hold a space on other platforms that they admire. Yeah. And maybe that's where the problem lies. Everybody has something to contribute. Uh, some of the realest quotes that I've heard haven't come from philosophers. They haven't come from, uh, you know, college professors. They have come from rappers. You know what I mean? They're, everybody is has a philosopher in them, you know? Um, I can think of a couple lines, you know, Drake has a beautiful line that I like, you know? He says, I always pop bottles because I bottle my emotions. Little Wayne, be good or be good at it. Uh, just, you know, it goes on and on and on. Everything is, when you start looking to be a, a truth seeker, you find knowledge in everything, in everything. Not just a truth seeker. You're, you're an artist as well, it's just like I'm one. And, and that's one of the things is an artist doesn't see the world the same as everybody else. You know, we see a different side, a different dimension, a different, different things. Like I don't see buildings. I don't see houses. I don't see sidewalks or trees. I see shapes. I see shapes coinciding with each other. And that's... That's the part that changes you. It makes you different. It makes you see everything, even words, just like you were, just like you were saying, uh, like rapping lyrics. Yeah, you probably listen to it. You probably like the beat. You know, like the way it sounds. But if you go deeper and break that down, there's really a message in there. Could be a cry for help. Could be anything, anything you want. But think of the deeper, you know, the deeper meaning, the deeper aspects. Because what that does, it changes the way you view things. 
you start to evolve, you start to change, and not everybody will see that. They could listen to that song a hundred times, a thousand times, and they still won't see it. But you looking to the deeper message shows evolution, shows that you evolved, you know? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot to gain out of taking yourself apart as many times as you possibly can. Um, it's like burning off parts of you that no longer serve you. It's tough to do. And in the attempt of you doing it, you will hear those parts of you screaming yeah. as they burn in the fire. You don't want to do them. But you, but you have to, because that's part of it. You have to die a million times while you're still alive to get to the best part of you. Because these are things that you adapted as survival, as a survival mechanism. That it's not authentically who you are. Um, and you, you have to realize that. Um, What's that saying you like to say? What, there's a saying that you, you say to me about going through hell. What is it? It's uh, going through hell. The easiest way through hell is the fastest way through hell is through it. Um, uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> so it's, many of them. Yeah, but look, it's kind of in it's kind of in the realm of you know, you got to be drugged through hell. You got to have your face drug dragged through the dirt. I think uh, I remember okay, the the saying. Um, <laughs> sometimes you got to go so deep to be able to fix yourself. You gotta go. You got sometimes you gotta go all the way to hell yeah. to fix yourself, yeah. and that means that you're gonna have to go deep, deep, deep in your self-conscious and deep, deep in your beliefs down to hell, yeah. um, because you're only as strong as your roots, and if your roots don't run down to hell, then you're sadly mistaken, because. Uh, that's another misconception. I don't, me personally, I don't buy hell and, and heaven. Why is that? I think hell and heaven is something that we have, we can access through ourselves. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I Do I believe that there's Life after death, absolutely. I don't believe that once we stop existing as humans, then that's it. The gate, the curtain closes. No, we we just pass over to another realm. And let me unpack that a little bit. Okay. And what I mean by realms, without getting too spiritual and losing people, <laughs> is this: when you were alive in your mother's womb, you were already alive. You were alive. You were a live human being. The moment that you were born into this earth and you were birthed here, you went to another realm. Once you pass away as a human being, you move to another realm. I don't believe, I mean, if we're energy and energy is never, it's never lost, it's never lost or destroyed. We no. just move to something else. It's recycled into something else. Um, you know, and you know, it could be heaven. Um, Maybe it's not, but I do believe that we're going to meet up with everybody that we've lost in the past, and that's going to be a reunion. You know, uh, you know, as they say, every every departure is a reunion for somebody else. So you know, you're departing from your family and your loved ones as you knew them as a as a human being, but 
I, I believe that there's, even now, I, I always believe that there's spirits of our ancestors guiding us and protecting us. I do believe that. Um, I, I've had apparitions of my grandfather passed away and he's talked to me, you know, not in the sense of, you know what I mean, where he was verbally moving his mouth and communicating with me, but it was a vision that I had and he was communicating with me without saying a word. Wow. And it was an apparition I had of him and my grandmother was in the background. She didn't say a word. She was just smiling. And, uh, you know, to this day, I've shared that apparition with my mom and, you know, she has certain beliefs. She doesn't really, you know, she doesn't think that's real and that's she okay. Buy into that. She doesn't buy into that and that's okay. But, you know, everybody has different levels of reality, different perspectives. And the more you're open to possibilities, the more you're used as a conduit for things to move through you. Yeah. Um, and so... You you know it's 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 amazing. I mean, um, magic happens all the time, and you know people just don't believe in magic because they're muggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, magic happens all the time. Uh, muggles. Yeah, you have to you have to be open to it though. If you don't oh, believe in magic nice. and you think everything's black and white, and you know that you know everything that you're gonna ever know, then that's the moment you stop growing and. You know, even though you might seem weird to other people, weird it's, is good. it's okay. Weird is good. I'd rather be weird every day of my life uh, than just be more of the same, you know? Some of the most successful people, artists, or, you know, who, whatever you have in entertainment, they didn't get where they are by being normal. They got where they are by being themselves. And that posed to be weird to some other people. And that's fine. But being weird, that, that goes back to why we're doing this. We invite all of that. We invite... People, we invite every, every belief. I mean, every difference. If you agree with us or not, if you got something bad to say, good to say, it doesn't matter. We invite all of that. There's things inside people that haven't been activated yet. I mean, you, you think you might not be able. It, you just haven't tapped into it yet. And it's, it's very true. I, I felt it myself. I've seen it in Jesse. I've seen it with other people. I mean, I've talked to people and, and, it seems that we we do a very good job of taking this thing, this this whatever it is, this force that we have or energy inside of us, and giving people hope. It's it, and it boils down to why we're doing this podcast. I mean, we've touched people in 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 very different ways, and I mean spiritually, mentally, give them give them hope. We motivate them to do whatever it is they want to do. We just sit there and listen. To people who have never had a chance to talk to someone, never, and it's something we, we do during work, after work, it doesn't matter. I think that's um, beautiful. It's a beautiful segue to this next point I want to make. People need so little encouragement. <laughs> people need so little encouragement, and it's so easy to do it if you can just get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. It yeah. doesn't cost anything. And don't be scared to encourage somebody to operate at their best potential. You got to understand, people want you to do good, but they never want you to do better than them. And that's the wrong mentality. What, what one person might be able to make, 
has nothing to do with you. It's never going to interfere with your bag and your pursuit because your magic is not his magic and his magic is not your magic. We each have our own individual magic, but since we're all trying to do the same shit, we're trying to sabotage each other's progress or, or handicap our growth and, you know, our, our potential to evolve because we don't want somebody to do better than us. But you got to understand that's how we pull each other up by somebody doing better than us. That's not so short sighted that has the balls to pull people along with him. And then he's not just doing it by himself. Then there's two and then there's three and then there's a whole group of us and we share that mentality. And, and that's the beauty of it. You're never going to, I never, I, I don't, there's not one person that I know. And there's a lot of people that I admire. But there's not one day that I've woken up and, and thought to myself, I wish I was that guy. Fuck that <laughs> noise. I, I, I don't want to be nobody else. No. I'm, I'm perfectly fine being me and unpacking what that is. And now that I'm on this journey, which is brand new to me, it's like there's all these things that I've, I've been able to access through meditation. Like there's a voice that talks to me with no words and it always tells me what to do what is that voice what is that voice is it me is it something else but it always seems to give me the, the right advice it's not always what i want to do sometimes i'm scared to fucking listen to that voice because it always has me doing some shit that i don't want to do that i don't want to do yeah but god damn it if it's not right most of the time and it's hard it's hard to quiet your mind and, and, you know, stop listening to everybody else. Everybody else is going to try to tell you who the fuck you are. And, and if you start listening, it's, it's going to be the biggest handicap of your life. Well, one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, the biggest difference that I've noticed is that when you say something, immediately you catch yourself. You catch yourself and boom. Oh, shit, David. No, that's, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this. What I said was wrong. And... You've been catching yourself when you say certain things, and that's one of one of the newest things that I've seen you do is like you, you catch yourself already. You know, you respond to certain things. You you say, uh, you know, you apologize or that was wrong or no, I meant I meant to say this. So that that's I'm not used to hearing that from you. <laughs> it, it's it's really it's really exhausting. It's exhausting because I'm literally watching myself now, like I would watch a a, a three year old. I watch myself in third person and chase myself down every time I have the inclination of, of regressing or doing something that I've done a million times because it's easy and it's familiar. Um, yesterday, perfect example, I went to a funeral, a good friend of, of mine's, uh, his dad recently passed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I won't say who, but you know, I'm yeah. sure, I mean, you discussed it already. Yeah. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make to all this is that I seen a lot of people um, that I haven't seen for years, and um, it was a beautiful service. And uh, after that, they had a small gathering outside of the church where they had the service. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to be at work. That day was completely open for me to have hung around there. So uh, was everybody else. I spoke to you know, and that was pretty much everybody else was open to hanging out because, as we do, especially in uh, you know, I'm sure in. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, 
funeral settings, you know, there's a reception. There's a reception. And so typically the way it plays out, if you're Latino, uh, and I'm sure, like I said, maybe Filipino, black, (laughs) I'm sure it's it's similar in in some sense. But after that, you know, you go back to somebody's house and, you know, you, you have a couple of drinks and, you know, I had to fight myself to get out of there. Like I told you, I felt like I was pushing myself into my car to get the fuck out of there because I already know where it would have led. And it it probably wouldn't have led to me being here today recording this podcast like we said we were going to do today. Um, And so, you know, I I had to, but this this was the inner struggle that was going on in my head yesterday. I was like, Jess, if you stay here, you know what's going to happen. happen. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You're going to get some drinks in you. And then, you know, you're going to be with a bunch of people that you haven't seen. And right now the energies are up and everything's great because it feels so good to see these people that you haven't seen forever. And, you know, we're older now and you want to catch up with everybody. And I was unavailable. Yeah. I was unavailable. And, uh, you know, those drinks are going to lead to other extracurricular activities. And so... I had to literally fight myself in third person to get out of there. Um, and I was very proud of myself for doing that. And it's not the first time I've had to do that. When the weekend rolls around, I do the same thing because I'm so used to being Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like, okay, it's the weekend. What the <laughs> fuck am I going to get into? You know what I mean? What's cracking? What's cracking? You know, nothing but opportunity. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, what's up with the debauchery, which I'm fucking very well-versed at like that's my lane that's my lane all i gotta do is make a couple phone calls and that's it i could be somewhere yeah i could be somewhere and, and be I, somewhere. I already know how to move in that lane because i've done it i don't even have to think about it i don't even have to think about it it just it's second nature and that will always have its arms wide open yeah. to receive me And that that reminds me of one thing you told me one time. You told me that, you know, how you said we live for the weekend. You know, what's up? We we can call somebody and be somewhere. You know what it's you said to me was, you know, the difference between us and rich and successful people. You know what the difference is? And I said, yeah, what's up? What is it? He said, we plan for the weekend. All right. They plan for the future. And I was like, holy shit. I said, you're right. A lot of us just plan for the weekend. What's next? Put a lot of energy and thought into those minor things, the, the, the little, the minutia, you know, of what's going to happen. But we don't look at the big picture. We don't plan for the future. Nobody wants to. Who wants to? We're content where we're at. You know you, what I mean? You know, I heard something beautiful on a podcast. And um, if I'm not mistaken, um, it was... Uh, Jordan Peterson, okay, on his podcast, uh, he said something beautiful that we should look at ourselves as a community, and we should base the decisions that we make uh, for ourselves as is this going to benefit me now as a community? Is it going to benefit the version of me in a year as a community? Is it going to benefit me in five years from now? Is this decision I'm making going to benefit me 10 years from now? 
Is this decision that I'm about to make going to benefit me 20 years from now? Is this decision that I'm about to make going to benefit me 50, 60 years from now? And that is such a different way to view things. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I mean, I mean, I just, there's so much to discuss. I'm excited <laughs> that we've started this. We've opened up this platform and, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, that along with the fact that I love the sound of my own voice, <laughs> um, I just can't wait um, to keep sharing and, you know, exploring what this platform that we're trying to create brings about. And uh, I, I, you know, I welcome, I can't wait till we start having guests on here. We do have some guests lined up. We do have uh, some guests lined up. Absolutely. We will have them, you know, ready. I mean, I hope you're excited as we are, but these are normal working class people, just like you and me, and just like everybody, where we're going to break down, you know, lives, uh, uh, work, introspective, you know, thoughts, uh, just different, different things that go on with different people and, and, you know, how those things play out. I mean... We're, we're, yes, we're going to invite every ounce of criticism there is. I mean, we're not afraid of it. We expect it. We, we, we're here with open arms and uh, that's okay because we're not claiming to know everything because by all means we don't, but we've been through some shit that we can, uh, we can relate to. And, you know, this isn't something you could learn in a classroom. This is street smart, street savvy. And, you know, like I said, we've been through it in more than different, in more than one or two different ways. Jesse has experienced things from one level. I've experienced things from a different level. So, which it, it brings us great, I mean, joy and happiness to go ahead and do this. I mean, this this wasn't going to happen today. I mean, a lot of things were set up for this not to happen, but... Yeah, a lot of things happened to both me and David this week that... <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that could have, uh, you know, easily... Uh, you know, it was they were meant to... For, for this not to happen, but through the you know trials and tribulations, here we are still making this happen. Um, and you know, it, it, like I said, hopefully, you know, we're able to keep jumping whatever hurdles seem to want to get in our way, and uh, understand that that's that's the game. You know, um, you have to be willing to do this. Things aren't always going to be perfect. There's going to be days where I know I'm not going to want to do this because uh, it does take a lot of, out of out of you because it it it's a lot of energy that you're that you're putting in use really heavy thoughts and trying to pick the right words that are going to come off and resonate with people um, but I, I don't think there's anything more noble um, I don't think there's a bigger contribution than that I could make uh, you know um, and and I hope it comes off to you guys like that. And if it doesn't, you know, hopefully we'll get better and the message will get better and, you know, we'll step up our vocabulary and uh, <laughs> that type of stuff. And, you know, like I said, uh, it's, it's, I don't think at the end of the day, there's a bigger contribution that we can make as individuals than showing up in the world as the best version of ourselves. If everybody just, focused on on them individually and they got rid of all the contempt that they have for themselves or all the hate that they've built up because they've been misunderstood 
or all the resentment that they have because they consider themselves not to be winning compared to other people. If we were able to work through all that on an individual level, that would be the biggest contribution that we could make to the world. That's it. We don't have to be out there protesting. We don't have to be out there taking sides. If everybody at an individual level just did the work on themselves, then that would be it. That would be it. That would be the biggest contribution we can make. And uh, I think that kind of, you know, wraps us up for the first episode of the Enabler podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we definitely did. I know we went off on a lot of topics, a lot of things. We didn't get to, we said some things about ourselves, but not too much. But hey, it's first time. We, uh, we just want to, you know, get the message across of what we're about, who we are, and uh, what we ultimately want to do and what we will do uh, for that matter. And uh, we don't ask for anything in return. We are doing this because we want to. Uh, we could be out doing something somewhere else with other people or doing things, but we've had several conversations offline about this and and have come to a decision where this is something that we we need to do. Um, we have to do. It's it's what it's everything that we went through and it's led us to this moment. And we just want to share it with the world. And, and uh, you know, we just wanna be neighbors in this not in the bad sense, <laughs> but in the good sense. We wanna enable you to knowledge that might be um, beneficial to you and uh, enable you to your own uh, power and your own magic and your own potential that lies dormant uh, inside of you because you've never had the opportunity or even the notion of exploring who you are deep in, deep inside of yourself. Um, what's the word you, have, you like to use? Uh, you download, you haven't, you have what's inside of you. You have it there. You just haven't downloaded it. You just haven't downloaded it. It's like, you know, people that don't really, aren't really good with technology. Um, you know, the iPhone can do a million things. Me, myself, I'm not great at technology, so <laughs> I'm pretty basic at the things I do with it. But, you know, David, he's, that's his lane. And oh, so, you geez. know, uh, that's where he strives. And, you know, it's just amazing. But, you know, what, what he can do and what I can do are completely different things, but I think it complements each other, um, especially in what we're trying to do here. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it's just two of us right now. Hopefully this family grows and it's something that you look forward to tuning into on a weekly basis on, a, you know, um, whatever, whatever you have time to listen. I mean, uh, one of the great things about podcasts is that you can pop us in your doing when you're doing whatever you're doing. And so enjoy uh, driving to work while you're, you know, we understand that there's a million podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, hopefully you'll just give us a listen one day and if it's for you great and if not then we understand but we thank you for your time because i know it's the most precious thing that we have yeah um, so uh that was episode number one of a neighbor you know jesse and david signing out and uh <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed it yes we uh we thank you for your time just like jesse said and uh yeah, we hope you find it useful, and uh, we hope you're engaged in a little more of these uh, podcasts that we do. Again, it's our first time, but again, it's, uh, hey, first time for everything, right? Sounds good. Yeah. All right, everybody. Good night, and we uh, wish everyone a farewell on two twenty two twenty two. Absolutely. New beginnings, people. New beginnings. All right, thanks. <laughs>